Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Loyalty to Rangers is what binds us. And together, we are stronger. Launching for the 2021 season, the MyJers membership program is a new way to get even closer to the club you love. It's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts, and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash myjers to join today. Always Rangers. Always loyal. Always rewarded. episode from our famous fan series on the Battle Fever podcast. Today I'm joined by, well he's practically royalty because he's an MBE, so I'm Mr Andy Cameron. Andy, how are we doing? I'm fine thanks, royalty I would do. Aye, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Queen's 94. (laughs) (laughs) Closest thing we'll get to royalty on the show. (laughs) I don't think so. How are things? How are you handling the, the lockdown? Not bad, not bad. Just got to go on, mate, yourself. Aye, well, I'm missing the football. Aye. Um, but 
disappointed in. I don't know who I'm disappointed in. Actually, when you think all the people are, are dying because of it, I think UEFA should have said, right, everything stops. Aye. No more football. Uh, the season's null and void, you know. That, because I, I know, I don't know if we would have caught Celtic, but we should have had the chance. Yep. But I really feel sorry for Hearts because Hearts are only four points behind and there's eight games to go. Surely, you know, they've got him a chance, you know. Yep. Anyway, that's better things to look forward to, hopefully. You know, they're getting Hadji on a, uh, a permanent deal. I'm, I'm delighted with that because he's a player, you know. Definitely, he is a player. It, again, just hope that we use him the, the correct way because I think we kind of used him out wide a wee bit last year and... Aye, so, but we'll talk a wee bit about yourself. We'll go back to kind of the start. What was it like for yourself growing up? Obviously, following Rangers as a young boy. Well, I was born in London, and my mother disappeared. There's a lot of people did in, in the war. Uh, my father brought me up to my granny in Rutherglen. Now they were all Clyde supporters, you know, the whole family. Huh. Uh, but Manny married, married a guy from Brighton. Uh, Joe Montgomery, we Joe 45 is what I always called him. That was his Monday plan from the bookies line. <laughs> he said, Well, you're not going to Shawfield, you, you come with me. And he took me to Rangers, and that was it. It's a love affair, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but where I lived in Rutherglen, I could walk it to Kathkin, where Third Lanark played at Hamden. And at that time, Queen's Park were quite a big team. Mm-hmm. So you went to see Rangers in Queen's Park, there might be 30, 40,000 at Hamden, you know. And also, it was only. I short walked into Shawfield where the Clyde played. Aye. So in those days, I mean, we're talking about a different world, you know, um, different football together. I mean, the ball had a lace on it. <laughs> and the, the, the boots they played in, you could even do the footwear. <laughs> but big heavy things, you know. But <clears throat> nowadays they play with shoes, you know, and it's old. His last one, I'm not joking at as a wee boy, you think it's about a mile out, you know, but we're about 30 yards out and right into the top corner. I'll never, ever forget that. And, I mean, he was my hero. Uh, he was just a great player, Waddle. Um, and that, that forward line of Waddle, Gillick, uh, Thornton, Duncanson and Kasky, um, it was just, uh, growing up, and my wee Uncle Joe saying, right, don't forget you're, you're a blue nose, right? You're always a blue nose. <laughs> That's the way it was, you know. Uh-huh. And then Johnny Hubbard came. Yo, they say, never meet your heroes, right? Johnny Hubbard came to the Rangers for South Africa in 1949. And my first old film game was running about, I can't remember the date, it would be 53 or something, but it was 4-1 for the Rangers and Johnny Hubbard scored a hat-trick. He scored two penalties and he scored one now, he beat maybe two Celtic supporters and slipped it under the goalie. But years later, when I was doing the interviews in the lounges at Ibrox, Johnny would be in the, the foyer, right? Uh-huh. And I'd talk to him. And every time he told me about that goal, he, he added one own, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the time we, we'd finished, he'd beat about 14 people, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's a real character, Johnny, and well, he's gone now, but he was a great Rangers player. And he always told a great story, which I've repeated a lot of times, but uh, when Sammy Baird came to Rangers from Preston, 
you remember, well, you'll not remember, but you're too young, but he came hey, after Scott Simon came for Preston as a manager and he signed Sammy Baird. And his first game was against Hearts, I think, at Ibrox. And Rangers were winning 2 0 at half time. And he's sitting in the dressing room at half time and he goes, I can't believe that crowd. Fantastic. Jesus, God. He said, they're absolutely brilliant. He said, he says, there must be 45 or 46,000. And Johnny Hubbard says, there's 47,862. Sammy Bear says, how do you know that? He says, I fucking counted and went in a pass after you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> brilliant. He's not like that. I mean, you, you, you're old enough to have seen the nine in a row team, eh? Yes, yeah, that was my team growing up, yeah. Well, my team, well, wasn't it growing up was the Iron Curtain, but between 15 and 25, I always think that's the time you remember whatever team you support. And my, te- my team was uh, Richie Shearer, Calder, Greg McKinnon, Baxter, Henderson, McMillan, Miller, Brandon Wilson. And Jimmy Miller was my absolute hero. I mean, just, he's the best, doing the best Rangers player I've ever seen, but he's a big, you know, he's a real, how can, his, his nickname was the old Warhorse, and that, that summed him up, you know. Uh-huh. I, remember, I remember when I worked in uh, Sir William Arnold's, I, I, <clears throat> I wasn't long married, the wee girl, and I had to, you know, in those days, you just did anything to get yourself more money, so I, I went on night shift. And the gaffer was a big Celtic supporter, Sammy Lynn. Um, and I said to him on the Monday night, I said, I need a pass out, uh, or a late pass rather, for Wednesday. What for? I said, I'm, I'm going to Tencastle to see the Rangers. No, you're not. I said, I am. He says, you're no good. He said, you're not getting a, a late pass. I said, I'm sorry. I'll just take the night half, you know, try to bluff it. Then <laughs> he went, I like, okay, just take the night half. I'm raging. <laughs> Come back later in the shift, uh, and he said to me, Right, you've got a late pass, he says, but see the work you've got today, he says, You know, the two years you're missing. I was instead of starting at nine, I was starting at 11. Uh, he says, You need to do it anyway. I said, All right, so that's a bit of a challenge, but I go to the game anyway. Billy Richie get carried off after eight minutes, and they're doing to ten men. Bobby Shearer went into goal, Jimmy Miller went to right back. Um, it's, I think it was nothing each at half time if I remember that. Anyway, Hart scored first and they've gone off. Rangers come back, they were absolutely brilliant. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen. And they won 3 1, right? Mm-hmm. I go in, in my work at 11 o'clock. I'm telling you, I could have done two shifts in the one. I was way up here. And you never forget these things, you know. <laughs> you also. I guess you've got to remember the bad times as well, because that's that's what makes the good times really, really good. Have you ever? I mean, you go to a Rangers and Celtic game. Only one thing counts: you win. Yeah. You, know, you beat, you get home and hide under a bed. Yes. Yep. Uh, I was at Hamden in 1957, and Celtic beat a 7-1. And I mean, you never forget that. You get into your work on the Monday. And they painted my toolbox green and white with the seven one on it and all that sort of stuff. But these were guys I worked with, they were pals, sort of thing, you know. Aye. Anyway, uh, six years later, 1963, we draw one each in the cup final. Uh, Bobby Murder scored the late equaliser for Celtic. And we go back on the Wednesday night, 
Rangers won three nothing. It could have been ten, you know. And Bob Kelly, who was a Celtic chairman after it uh, at that time, he said that wasn't football. That was humiliation. And he was absolutely right because they were doing all that Ole and passing, stuck the ball up with Duke, you know, coming after Pat. That's the only time I've, won, I've come to a Rangers Celtic game that we won, and I was angry because I remember the seven. We could have, could have you know. Yes, I could send that to the dustbin, Aye. but all that carry on. And I only found out last week, uh, that, and, and uh, I'm trying to remember, it was, uh, it was in a book, I was reading an article, I was reading that Bobby Shearer had come in after the game and Scott Simon was raging with him, with, with the team. How dare you? He says, you've humiliated an opponent. He says, you never do that with a Rangers player. Go and score goals. That's what the game's all about. And that, that's a, it just made me feel a wee bit better. I'll never forget that feeling. We'll put Celtic nothing, and I'm raging. These things, and then you remember the, the six-two game when we get home, and then they come to Ibrox later on. They say you beat them five-one, you know. I know. So, but European, you go to Europe. Ah, the European, European games this year, I think, have been were shining light a wee bit. Well, certainly since, obviously, since Christmas, we've been a wee bit poor. But before that, I thought I thought we were on track for it. I thought we were going to take it back yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, so, some of the European performances have been absolutely brilliant. Uh, and uh, have you got a favourite? Uh, probably, probably for the pick one, probably Alfie would be up there. But I think McGregor's kind of there as well, you know, given what, he's, what he Aye. does for us. Ah, he's incredible, you know, he's just, I've, I've known him since he was a kid, you know, Ibrox, and he's, I mean, he's half his head. Right. No doubt, you know, after party, you, do, you sit and talk to him, and you go, jeez, and then on the party, like, how can a goalkeeper get a yellow card in the centre circle? <laughs> Remember, the game's come on, like, okay. and then all of a sudden, about 10 minutes later, the boys straight through him. He can't even pull him down because he's happy battling. <laughs> I mean, how can you get a yellow card first of all? Anyway, I love him. Right? He's, a, he's as good a goalie as a goalie. Aye. In something, you know. But, but have you got a favourite uh, European game? Probably the, the Braga one at home, I think, certainly sticks out. Aye, that was fantastic. Well, in 1978, uh, we drew uh, Eindhoven. Now, PSV Eindhoven at that time, were one of the favourites to win the European Cup, you know, and we do not have each way on my eyebrows. And I, I used to get to Dick's Bath in a bell suit, and all the old real journalists, you know, like Huey Taylor and, and the wee Jimmy Sanderson and all them, you know, uh, Jim Blair and Alan Davison, and they were in uh, he's a route, you know, and I've got, what do you mean, my route? No, I need to not. I said, I'm going to use a goal earlier, and it takes two to beat it, because mm-hmm. that, that was just the start of the. the Two goals, you know, the goal away double. So I'll never forget that. That that was a game. Um, you go there, and they're a really, really good team, and they scored in twenty-three seconds. <laughs> so they're winning one nothing, right? And it's one nothing the whole time. We get into the toilet, and you're all lined up like a row of one-armed bandits. You know, you're desperate. <laughs> we had a couple of babies, but. And, and this wee guy came on, I forget. Look at the road, look at the road, I'm desperate, I'm desperate. And I looked around, it was too long for me. And he had a bonnet on, and it must have had 50 badges on it. 
and he scarfed must have had 150 bags of grain. And he, he started, right? He ready and he started. And he went, lucky bastards, he says, they started before we were ready. <laughs> Again, and we go to two each, and, I, and we're still through. And I was sitting, I was doing a dinner a few years ago, and I went on. I spoke, and I spoke about Tommy McLean getting the ball, slipping it to Bobby Russell, and Bobby slipped under the goal, and we won 3 2. And Gordon Smith was at the dinner, mm-hmm. and he said, He came up and says, How do I know I got a mention of that goal? I says, Mummy, he says, it was a 40 yard pass right across the park to Tommy McLean. I never thought of this. So the next, next opportunity I get to watch it, and he's right. It's a great part to him, you know. That was a great, absolutely brilliant performance. I, you know, I, had, I, I had Gordon Smith on the, on the show on Friday. It's still to be released, mind you, but he went, what a gent to talk to you. What a gent. Aye, he nice talks guy. so highly about the club. Aye, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's somebody's it's story. And I remember one, um, it was at a... I was actually at the Rangers doing a guy said to him, uh, Joe Wallace was all, you know, fire and brimstone. And, and your, your podcast, your Zoom thing says that it's the battle fever. That was jokes, you know. Aye. But Gordon Smith, I thought this was brilliant of him. He said to the guy, listen, he says, that's a, that's a myth about uh, Joe Wallace. That all he was was fire and brimstone. He says, he says he knew what he was talking about. He says, we were playing Celtic. I remember the game, actually. We were getting beat 2-0 at Ibrox. And they'd scored two goals at the, at the Celtic end. Uh, and apparently they got into the dressing room. And big joke, you know, they're all expecting he's going to go through this. And they're all sitting, whatever they did. He went, listen, he says, you're a better team. He says, just play the way you've been playing the first half. He says, you'll come back. He says, you can win this game. He says, and we went out and won 3-2. He scored two goals that day, Gordon. That was his um, debut, wasn't it? That was his own yeah. firm debut. I think it might have been, aye, aye. I wouldn't argue about that. He's a good player, Gordon. Uh, he played the commander. He was an, an athletic boy, you know. Really fit, really, uh, you know. So, I, I just, it's just, I, I don't think being a football fan with any club in the world is... Uh, as a hobby, I think it's a life, you know. Aye. You'll be the same as me in a different era. When I was really with you, I'm only 20, well, 29 on Sunday, but I tw- 28 right. moment, only 29. Aye. Well, happy birthday when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my two sons live abroad, one lives in Mallorca, another one lives in uh, Dubai. And uh, I don't need to tell you what team they support, but they, <laughs> they're just they're Rangers daft. I mean, like. What I went through as a kid was different from what they, they were going through because they get into games and, you know, I would take them away and all that sort of stuff. And when we won the league, Trevor uh, Stephen scored with a heater at Tannadice, won one nothing. And I, I put I put the, the younger one up my shooter, right? I couldn't do it, right? Six feet four. Anyway, I put him up my shooter to see them get win with the trophy, you know. Uh, the other one, he says, I can't, I can't see, I can't see. 
I don't know where this guy came. It was a big bear, right? Anyway, here we man. Sent my shaders. See, put them up these shaders. <laughs> they never forget that. You know, it was the first time they'd seen him win the league and everything. And uh, I hope memories like that. I hope a lot of young Rangers supporters get that, you know. Well, my wee boy's only three, and was it? I just keep thinking to myself, right, we're getting close, we're getting close, just as he's taking uh, an interest in the football. I hope uh, that the Rangers are back to what they were when I was away, and, you know, and, and at least they can, they can see them winning cups and beating them and, and winning league titles, uh, etc. Because it it's a way of life, Andy. And I, I still go with my dad. I've went with my dad since I've been 12 years old. I think I've had my season uh, 12, and the two still go together. And uh-huh. it's a fantastic day, you know, just going and see, obviously it's been challenging the last, what, since 2012, but as you said earlier, the bad times are what make the good times even better. And Rangers in my life <laughs> gave me a hell of a lot of good. So you've got to stick oh, by them in the bad, you know. I was out of doubt. I mean, you, you, you go with your dad. When I, my uncle Joe took me, I used to go in Donning's bus. Now, if anybody in Rutherford of my age, would know Donnie's bus. Even the safety supporters spoke about Donnie's bus. Hey, there was a guy in my class called Q.A. Donnie, and this was his uncle who had the same name. And here I, here I on the bus, right? Hi. This guy, over the period that I knew him in his life, had six ducks, right? And everyone was called Rocky. We always called him Rocky, right? <laughs> he, was re- he was one of these wee guys that he'd come up to me and he'd go like that. You know, in those days, the game might not be on because of fog, you know. And you go into the bus, he goes, the game on, Hugh. And you go, well, if that fog is away, it'll not be missed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the kind of time it was. Right? Anyway, and you went and down his bus to whatever whatever game it was. We went to Aberdeen, we stayed the weekend. It's a different thing altogether. My Uncle Joe uh, liked a punt, you know. So he wouldn't go to away games, but I would go in the away games. It, it was just, it was a different era, because at that time, we were actually sure of Calder, that team, we, well, under Scott Simon, I think he won six championships and six Scottish Cups, six League Cups, something like that, or five League Cups. But the best Scottish Cup final I've ever seen, uh, with Rangers was Dundee, Rangers Dundee in 64, when we won the treble. It was... Uh, Nothing each, halfway through the second half, and we score. And they got the part, they sent the ball and got the part and score. So it's one each. Right. In the last few minutes, Jimmy Miller and Ralphie Brand scored the goal each. Brilliant. And I can remember to this day that uh, performance. The, the best man in the part, I mean, Baxter was brilliant. Jimmy Rugby, the best man in the part was Willie Henderson. Now, your dad might have seen Willie Henderson. Ah. I just, I love Wally Henderson. I love wingers, because Rangers have always been famous for wingers. Right? Right. Like Waddle and, uh, and Cooper and off. David Cooper, my God. What a player he was. Uh, Baxter, you know. Um, and that, that day, we played in blue and white stripes, uh, blue shorts, and I, I think it was red socks, if I remember rightly. And they came out the tunnel at Hamden after the game, and they had the cup, and they Bobby Shearer up in the shooters. Uh, Jamie Wilson had a bowler hat. You must have seen the picture. Uh, One of the that wore a bowler hat and he gave it to David. And I think it was Alvin Brand's throwing a pair of water over him. You know, it was <laughs> great memories, you know. Do, do you, do, obviously, David Wilson was obviously local to, to Rutherland. Do you have any memories of Do you know David well, aye? Aye, I know David. Aye. Well, he, he was from Newton, actually. Aye. 
Well, who's the whole way is we called uh, Campbell's Line? Where are you from? I'm, I was born in Spring Hall, believe it or not, in Rutherglen, and then okay, moved to East uh, moved to Eastfield and in, in Campbell's Lang, and I've kind of stayed there near enough all my days. I did. Uh, Eastfield. Eastfield Avenue. Aye. Aye. Well, my uncle, well, my uncle's no longer with us, Uncle Jim, who was a Clyde supporter. He, he actually was, uh, he stayed in uh, County Avenue. Aye. My cousin still stays there. Aye, I mean, those days, when you went to games and uh, in, in the supporters bus, there was always the characters, you know. There's a guy called, Called Rob Crothers, long gone now, but uh, in those days, you, you didn't, you know, just after the war, guys that were working would come home with their work and get washed, get their dinner, and they'd stand at the corner. You know, they were called, <laughs> everybody referred to them as corner boys, right? <laughs> and this guy, Rob Crothers, you know, everybody's got favourite players and Rangers supporters are no different from any others in, in the respect that you. You, you know, you, you've got a player that doesn't matter what he does, he's, he's a good player. And it doesn't matter what he does, he's a bad player, you know. Aye. I've come up this expression, if he didn't like a player, he'd go, he wouldn't get a game out of corner. <laughs> 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 you can imagine, you know, the Jacobson and all that, you're not getting a game, you're not good enough, you know. <laughs> See, uh, see, when you're selling, they obviously were you getting into kind of show business and stuff like that. Did you ever find it hard given the fact that you were a huge Rangers supporter, like, nailing your colours to the mast, obviously. Did you ever no. find that it got you mere abuse, sir? No? no? Never, never, ever. I mean, never at any time did, did I, I do the, yeah, I really don't bother. Wherever I went, I used to do an act with, I'd have a Scotland jersey on a tartan tammy, uh-huh. and I'd have the scarf of every Premier League club, Celtic, Dundee United, obviously Rangers, Aberdeen, a lot. And that was my act, right? Uh, never at any time did I go, well, I'm, I'm a Scotland supporter. I don't know about it. I was, I'm a Rangers supporter. I've been going since I've, I've always declared it, as you put it, nailing your colours to the mass. I, I've, done, I've done the Celtic charity dinner for 25 years. I, I only missed one year. It was a mistake in the booking. Um, I, you know, it's a part of my, my job. I get paid for it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I go to Parkhead. And that's it. But football in Scotland, in the west of Scotland especially, I've been called an orange bastard at Celtic Park in Easter Road. I've been called a Ouija bastard at Tynecastle. I've been called a, and I, I, I hate the C word, the hunt. I've been called a hunt at Aberdeen. But the, the one that made me laugh was Tannadice. I was called a rich bastard. <laughs> <laughs> The night we won, the night we won the nine in a row. <laughs> that was a, a great story. I, I was I was going to the game. I was a, a pal of mine was the area manager in a, a Dundee for the Royal Bank of Scotland. He's, and he's phoned me. He says, "I know, I know, you could win the league." He says, "You want to come to the table?" I says, "I can't already." I says, "I, I promise the boys I'll take them." He says, "Look, I can't get them at the table, but I'll get them seats." You know, I'll okay, right. great, great. They're coming. They went and had a, a McDonald's. I'm in having a scram with the, the Royal Bank of Scotland. And I've come up. The two, the two boys were doing it in the front of the stand. And I'm walking up to my seat. I've made sure they were right. I'm walking up. And the United supporters, get that orange bar. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, and anyway, we scored 
and one one went and it was okay, how are you? Are here? <laughs> and the final whistle goes, I'm right down the stairs and I've got the two boys, you know, I've got medals in them. Uh, we're turning we're jumping at all of a sudden I'm conscious. There's a crowd around about us. <laughs> <laughs> and, I went, oh, oh. and all of a big guy says, You're all right, wee man, we couldn't we couldn't you know say anything during the game, but now it's finished, we're way. And it was all right, just support <laughs> we're, all sitting, we're all sitting in the same area. It was incredible. <laughs> That was a great night, you know. Well, Louder, Charlie Miller scoring, uh, crossing, uh, for, and Louder scoring his head, which is incredible, you know. We spoke to Charlie Miller about it last week, and again, it's to be released, but Charlie Miller was brilliant about it, and he says that it just bounced, it, the cross was that good, it just bounced off Loudrop's head, because Loudrop couldn't use his head. And I said, who's going to criticise Loudrop? <laughs> you know, about... Oh, it must be 20 years ago now, but Willie Waddle was still the general manager at Ibrox. It's longer ago than that, but way back. And I was in there, I think, and uh, Dido comes in the stadium, the glasses were always in the end of his nose. <laughs> what are you doing here? And I said, I'm in there. It was for Sandy Jardin's testimonial. Uh, and he says, come up and have a, a, a hoff, you know. And I went, I, okay. So after I'd done what I had to do, I got upstairs. Greg, he was the manager at the time. That's how long ago it was. So I go in, and Wally Thorne comes in to the, to the office, right? And but there was a wee box on the, the desk, and Wally will press a button. Lizzie, bring in a pot of tea for this nuisance. <laughs> so she comes in, we Lizzie Love, whose family, right, all through history, been part of Rangers. So she comes in with a cup of tea, and they're having a couple of hoffs. Uh, Wally Wilder and Wally Thorne, and talking about, I'm saying to him, I remember, I told him that story I told you about scoring the goal at Shawfield, ah, and Wally Thorne says to him, he says, he couldn't cross the ball, and he says, I, I would watch where he thought he was putting it, but I knew where it was going, and I would heed it into the goal, right? And Wilder says, that'll be right, he says, he wouldn't heed it unless I put it across to the race facing away from him, and I was like, and I'm sitting there listening to it, I mean, I was like, Back in my wee boy days, if you like, you know, incredible. And the history of the club is it's just absolute. I mean, you get into that trophy room and there's, there's things there. There's a thing when we played Katowice uh, in Poland. Butcher, the name would just start, just, just want to, I think it might have been as soon as his first European game, but, and it's, it's just a vibe, a black vibe. But, Nobody knows, it's actually made out of coal, you know, it's made by the miners in Katowice, which is a great connection because Rangers supporters, um, you know, by and large, they say that Rangers are a Tory club, they're not really, the majority of Rangers supporters when I was growing up would be Labour people, you know, the, mm-hmm. the workers would be miners for Fife and, and Ayrshire and they'd be steel workers, you know, and you know that. Now, fit was so different as you could be anything. My, my grandson's a lawyer and he's, I mean, he, fanatics just a sack, a nice way to put it. He's just, he, lo- he just, you, he loves the Rangers. He's yeah. guy, you know? uh, and it's just, it's amazing. Him and his brother go with my daughter uh, and my other daughter. The, the, there's four season tickets in the family and they're always has been, you know, since, yeah. since we got season tickets. I, well, I got my first season ticket, I think I do, but, 72 or something, 
Um, and it's just, as a way of life, there's no doubt about it. You yeah. know, looking at you, that background there, the Sandy Jardin stand, um, he was, he's probably one of the main reasons that we still go to Rangers, you know. Oh, that's what I was yeah. going to touch upon. He's, we're actually doing a special on Sandy, um, and I think it's actually Friday it's getting recorded because, and we're going to do another special podcast on him and an in-depth look into his career, especially obviously <laughs> Rangers. And then his working life, we've got Jim Hanna involved in his working life at Rangers. Right. And but Jim and Hanna, Jim Hanna work together. Jim's a real blue nose, you know, just... Aye. Well, they, they, that's how we wanted to get Jim because we wanted to get as close an insight to Sandy as we possibly could. Absolutely. Because I mean, I was there that day when we walked to to Hamden, uh, right. the Queen's Park, and Sandy and Jim Hanna were at the front. And so I know for myself, going through that terrible time that we had, when you seen guys like Sandy and, and obviously whatever you think of Ali as a manager, this by the by, but certainly right. at that time Ali helped to, to hold the club together. He was the glue. I mean, Sandy that held the club together. See that, see that group that. Uh, the walk to Hamden because I was Andrew McCormick who was part of the supporters trust thing big Andy Smiley Billy Montgomery and all of them they, they all put money into Rangers I think there's there might be still be a, a fund of 600 odd thousand pounds uh-huh. but that, that to me that that proved us as a club doing that yeah. and the next season now you don't want to be disparaging to the wee clubs, right? But the truth was that we were bumped into the bottom of Scottish football for no other reason, no other reason, just a financial thing. Yep. Uh, and that's maybe for discussion another time, but that season, Rangers supporters were looking at going to Ibrox to watch Rangers playing Berwick Rangers, um, Stirling Albion, Stirnar, you know, with all due respect to them, you're going, jeez, you know. But they bought 33,000 season tickets. Uh-huh. That's an absolutely incredible figure. There was times during that season that Rangers had the biggest crowd in Britain. You know, Celtic might be playing on Sunday, uh, but we we were playing the Saturday, and we had something like 50,000 to watch Rangers and uh, Peter Reid. Uh-huh. You know, that, that's an incredible statement of support from your supporters, you know. Right. And I never use the word Rangers fans because it's support, it's Rangers supporters. If you buy a season ticket, you're entitled to go and give your opinion. My only, point, I don't know, maybe you have noticed it, your dad would probably notice it. I've always noticed it. See, I works. It's so easy for Rangers players because see, was not an each of all time. You go, you can have a pack. Yep. I've never been a Rangers player in my life. You know, it's just, it's FIBA. And they talk about get, uh, I see a, a couple of people going, Jared's got to go. And I, I just wonder where, you know, where these guys come from. Yep. But they don't think, got to think and say, all right, get rid of the manager. You can't, it's not a magic wand. You can't just put somebody in it turns, you know. He's got yep. his plan. And it's all that. Jared's the man as far as I'm concerned. Yep. He said two years, he's not won anything yet. Next season's a big, big season for him, you know. I think for us, Andy, where the, where the issue is at the minute is the, the mentality has to change slightly. Because I think that's the only, I think on our day, as we proved at Park Keaton, as we proved at Hamden, even though we lost the game, we can, we can beat them. We're a, we're a better team than them, I think, when we play the way to, the, to our maximum. I think we're a better team than them. But mentally, they've got that thing. It's like us in the 90s. 
they're, they're yes. never beaten. You know, it's just rules reverse for the nineties. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. See, take the game on the 29th of December at Celtic Park, right? Rangers' first goal that day. People, you know, and in fact, to show it on Rangers TV, they, they only show you when uh, Aribo gets the ball, right? Yeah. The, the move started for a throw-in for Celtic, right back in our, right in the corner, near the corner yeah. flag, and it came from there, and it was a fantastic goal. Yeah. I mean, the ball, the, the Barisic ball, and... And the wee man's not even take it, just bang right into the net. And I thought it was an outstanding goal. I remember against Hibs, a couple of days before it, I think the 20th, a week or so before it, against Hibs, Barisic done the same thing. It was the same Aye. move, and Kent, Kent hit the outside of the post this time, and it, and it went the other way. But it's obviously so, something that, the, that's fair training ground, do you know what I mean, that kind of move? Aye. I, I just think that, uh, I think he's, um, what's his name, uh, Kent, it's got it. But we forget, it's still 21 or something. Yeah, and you learn, I think players, people come to their, their uh, peak, really about 27, 28, 29, like yourself, a, f- a fine, fine young athlete. You know. <laughs> I'll crack a joke. Should we get back to the comedy days now? <laughs> uh, I, mean, I remember... Uh, I'm just looking at the, the stadium. It's a fan, I was a fantastic stadium. The old stadium had the running track run up. There's a story. There's a, just come into my heat. The Argyle suites at the back, up at the back of the Sandy Jarvin stand. Uh, you remember Bobby Davro? Yes. He made it, right? Um, it was really, really big in, in the 80s and early 90s. I'll start the story by telling you about Spencer coming into the, the kitchen one day. And I'm on the phone, I says, hey, Bobby, I'll see you later. I put the phone down. He says, who's that? I says, Bobby Davro. He went, aye, Bobby Davro will phone you. <laughs> so, but anyway, we, him and I got on well, and he was up working in Glasgow. And uh, I went to see him. And I said, you fancy a game at golf tomorrow? No, he says, I, I, says, I just want a quiet day. And I says, hey, I'll pick you up, we'll go for lunch, right? Okay, well, we, I says, we'll see so I pick him up at the hotel in Cambridge Street. I take him up the, the boxes up there. And he went, wow, this is fucking... And he's looking down in the stand. Greggy was the manager at the time. So blah, blah, blah. Having a bit of lunch. And uh, I says, it's all changed now. I says, there used to be a, a track round. I says, I says, the Rangers sports were a huge thing at that time. Every August, uh, the Rangers sports. And people, all the best runners and all that. He says, my dad must have been in there. And I says, what do you mean? He says, that's what my dad did. He says he was a, a runner, right? Eight, eight, 800 yards and uh, the 440 and 880. It was in those days in yards. And I went, oh, oh was it? So I had phoned Greggy and told him, just as we're talking like that, Greggy comes in the door, says, I wrote to Bobby, sits down, there's a coffee with us. And we're telling him the story, right? So he says to me, he said, I need to get back out of the office, bring Bobby around and show me the trophy room and all that, right? So we did that. Come round. And he says, come on in here, took us into the office. And there was this big book, right? And he opened it up. He says, look at that. Bobby was, he's Polish. His father was Polish. Tchaikovsky or something his name was. There it was, his father's name. He'd won the 880 in 1949 or 50 or something like that. I can't remember the date. But and Bobby was absolutely, I mean, in those days we didn't have phones. Uh, like that, but 
he said, I'd love a picture of that, you know. And I think Greg, he did send him something like that. He still talks about it when I, thought, I talked to him on the phone. So we wild me, but um, that, that, that's what Rangers means to anybody. It's, it's such a, a big... Uh, a big thing in Scotland. No. It's a family, I always say it's a family because That's you see Scotland. the generations coming through and you see the older ones right. still going at the games and when we're doing in the league the bottom leagues and you see the younger ones now kind of working their way back up to get to there and it's just it's brilliant to see. And that's what I'm saying. I think when that when that fifty five does get we day one that and hopefully it is next right. season for a number of reasons, I think there'll be no support or deserving it, more deserving it than the Rangers support to be quite honest with you. Absolutely. I'll tell you something, and I believe this, that the first one's going to be, diff- going to be difficult. It's going to, the hardest one for Jerry is going to be the first one. Yep. Whether it's the League, the Scottish Cup, or the League Cup, it's going to be, going to be difficult. But once you get that, I think we'll go out, you know, go uh, and win a few more things. But when, we'll I, wait and see. when I started going to the games proper, Andy, you yourself were... The, the guy who came out at the start and, and read the teams out and stuff like that and I remember yeah. that what's your memories of doing stuff like that did you enjoy doing that obviously boyhood dream kind of run out in the park you know and we did oh uh, the, 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 ne- the hair in the back of your neck stood up Aye. you know um, great stories I mean like all the, week, all the guys that did, did the flags Aye. you know I go to know them and you could, they were the same as me it was they were good at the tunnel at Irox. You know, it was yeah, and, and, and it was fantastic. I remember we played Chelsea in a, a pre-season friendly, one two nothing actually. Yeah. Catching over scored the two goals, I think. But I'm I'm going down to get announce the teams, and Big Drogba is in the tunnel, right? And there's a line in each side of the tunnel. You know, the ball boys and lassies, right? Uh-huh. The Drogba six feet five, right? And he's going up to all these. We boys and lasses, and he's going, come on, do that. And he's putting them in a chin. Fantastic. They were big guys like that, you know. And I'll never forget that. Uh, he was a player as well. Uh, but I thought a lot of that, you know. Uh, and you could do that tunnel, and there's just something about every time I ran out, I was never a player. But you can imagine the players running out, Aye. and you feel, feel the love for, for them, you know. 50,000 is it's wonderful. I remember, I mean, you can remember nights when we beat Parma, you know, nights like that, and uh, what a great European nights. I remember, Christ, we won 8 nothing. We beat uh, Borussia München Gladbach. Baxter, I think, scored a hat trick for him, but it was coming down in sheets, and you could see them splashing through it, you know, it was <laughs> back in 63 something. But they were great nights, European great, were great nights, you know. And, and all firm nights and all firm days are fantastic because I don't think there's an atmosphere like it. No. <laughs> people, people don't do it justice. They, they talk about the bail and all that. We know the bail. We, we live in it. We know we live in the West of Scotland. We know what it's about. But there's something about, you know, the joy of your team scoring and seeing the other support, a big support like Celtic have got sitting there greeting, Aye. you know. Aye. I'd say there's no feeling like that scoring against them. No. Totally. Well, I'm going to, uh, my family, the, my two daughters and the, the two boys, my little not really into football, but we, with a, it was a, a family thing, an understanding, we never spoke about it, but the last game of the season, 
sometimes it was the Scottish Cup final, but if it was a league game, well, you were going to win a league or no, we all went together, right? Uh-huh. The 26th of May is my eldest lassie's birthday, right? So she's uh, on the 22nd of May 2005. Dad, Marion's going to give me a barbecue for my birthday. Don't hit a bother, going to use the road. I said, ah, okay, fair enough. But Spencer, my son, uh, he said, ah, I'm definitely going to use the road. And Elliot says, Look, I'll just go to the barbecue, right? With the asses. All right. And I was winding them up, going, hi, we're real ranger supporters. We've gone to the game and all that, you know. But you're going to use the road, going, they're going to win it in Motherwell, you know. Ah. But you're going to support the team. The, the Rangers section at Easter Road was full, packed, right? So we score, they've scored, and it's one nothing. We know that at Fur Park. And then we score, no one scores, and the reaction was fantastic, right? So, but there's three minutes to go. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I'm sitting next to Sandy Jardin in the director's box, right? And I said to him, ah, looks as if it's over, Sandy. It's as if your boys are really, really quiet. I didn't even want to my mouth and wow! <laughs> Motherwell scored, right? And I ran right down the stairs into the, the, the director's room and there's two wee women putting tea and that kind of stuff out. And I said, could you, could you put the Motherwell Celtic game on? And she picks up the, the mobile, you know, the thing, and she's going, wait a minute, son, I can't remember which channel it's All of a sudden, there's another room. And I went, the game's finished, right? And I got the stairman. Everybody, we're all hugging each other. And we come down the stairs, and I had an old pal who's an absolute Rangers hero. Uh, he lost his leg in the First War. He's gone now. Andy Bain, well, well known Rangers supporter. He's blown apart a few times with the League Cup and all that. Absolute great Rangers supporter. So, him and I are there. And the guy who was the chairman, uh, Hibs at the time, was a pal of mine, Ken Lewandowski. And he comes out, this is about maybe 40 minutes or something after it. And he's got three, bo- three glasses of champagne. He went, right, this isn't to celebrate he's winning the league, he says, to celebrate us getting into Europe, because they were delighted to get into Europe, right? So I went, okay. I says, you can uh, toast who you like. I says, I'm toasting the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and, and then Ken says, I never saw the second goal, he says, but the first goal was McDonough. And I went, what second goal are you talking about? He says, it was too long for Honestly, going 40 minutes, I thought it was one each. I thought it finished one each. Uh, and, and then, of course, it's another joy, joyful occasion. Well, that night, uh, I, went, I went to the barbecue afterwards. I gave him a bit of stick, you know. I said, sit down and I'll tell you how the game went and all that. And we saw it in the telly. I said, it's not the same. I said, I was there, right? <laughs> so, anyway, we got we to Ibrox after uh, me and my, uh, the son that was at the game. The other three were bad, they're not getting into <laughs> But we went in the Ibrooks and Big McLeish and, we're all sitting, and the players are in a, a, a circle in the Thornton Street. And Big Daddo says, Andy, come, come. Right? And I went, and he's coming in the middle, right? And we're dancing in the middle. Right? <laughs> all of a sudden, he's got two bottles of Budweiser and he's one horn. He just pours them right over the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still singing. And the wee lassie, all the staff were there. Me women out the laundry, took my shirt, gave me a ranger's top. They took my shirt and washed it and ironed it. I couldn't let her out. And Spencer, my son, says, we're going into a tomb, we're going to China Whites. Could you give us a lift? And I went, aye, who's, who's coming? It was Barry Ferguson, uh, Peter Lovencrans, uh, Spencer the Cell, who, oh, 
Fernando, Ferdinando, who's an absolute gem. I really miss him. Anyway, we get to China Weights, and it's something I've never seen in my life before. I was sitting, and I was just having a coffee because I've gone up the road. <laughs> sitting, having it in there, well, to champagne the whole bit. 20 past 11, the door opened, and then in walked uh, Marvin Andrews, and the whole Rangers squad stood up and applauded him. And I went, that's fantastic. And uh, they, they explained afterwards that every, every week he would go, keep believing, we can still do it, you know. And the reason he didn't come to 20 past 11 was he was uh, preaching at a meeting in Kirkcaldy, his church. But he, he, he went and did that after the game and then come back through the basket. What a day. And he's, he's another one. He's a Jimmy Miller. and the, I'm, There's so many Rangers players that it's in their heart, you know. Uh, and anyway, that's... Uh, I'll finish it. <laughs> I, watched, I watched it in the whole part, believe it or not. Canvas Lang, oh, I, I, me and my dad and a few of the boys, because we'd, we'd yeah, played a couple of times. Tabernacle Lane, aye. I wish I'd have played for every time I was in there. <laughs> what, did, what, did you think, what did you think, though? You're bringing us down a wee bit. What did you think of the, obviously, when, when you heard the news that we were going into administration? What did you think of? What was that, your immediate thought? Absolutely. I mean, the, I still, nobody's explained it yet, and David Murray. It says he was duped. Say, man, a multi-millionaire was duped. No chance. I can't believe anybody said, give me a pound and Rangers is yours. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. I just cannot believe that, that ever happened. But they were, they were a, what does it call them? A, it's a financial thing. Uh, they, they buy businesses and then they, they build it up and sell it. That kind of thing, you know? Aye, aye. I couldn't believe anybody did that. The story about Craig White at a press conference, and one of the writers had said to him, So you were a Rangers fan as a boy? Oh, yes, yes. He says, My dad brought me here when I was 11 and 12, you know. And he said, So who were your favourite players? Oh, he says, I can't remember names. See, when I heard that. <coughs> I mean, when I was 11, and I'm sure you're the same, when I was 11 and 12, Rangers were my team, but I could have told you, the Celtic team, the Hearts team, South Lanark team, all that, because you knew. In those days, it was different, because every season, you were playing against the same players in each game. You know what I mean? There's no, hey, they're coming and going, so you might not be playing against the same guys. You know? It's just, uh, things, well, the world changes, we'll just go through a dreadful, dreadful thing. With this virus thing, uh, and well, it might never be the same again after it. But I don't yeah. think I don't think we're going to see football until well into next season, as they say. We'll see. Well, probably they'll probably still gift them the, the title next year as well, even with a bobbing kit. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. no that's been sorted. The first game of the season, they're going to present the trophy. They'll present it. They'll just uh, all the games will be at Park Eden. I mean, we've got a new video which I think is terrific. Celtic, uh, how we won eight and three quarters in a row, uh, live from the sixth floor at Hamden Park. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's what I say. I got a th- you asked me how, who scored the goal to win my club nine in a row, and I'll tell you, Brian Lowe's up at Tannadice. Who scored the goal to win you nine in a row? You can't answer it. Neil Doncaster in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? That's it. 
that's it. So, do you think we'll do it next year, Andy? Just before we finish up, do you think we'll, we'll manage to wrestle it back? I think we'll go today. I think there's a, an urgency, but uh, I've been watching, you know, uh, old videos of the games this season, um, and you look at the talent that Morelos has got, you know, and I think Adji, who is a creator, that that'll be a bit. But I would like to see two really strong centre halves uh, in the centre of the defence. Obviously, um, I, I'm not convinced about Goldson. I wouldn't like that to be public, but I, I just I love the big boy, the refrigerator, Edmondson. Aye. I think he's a real chance. He's only young, and Katic. So you can see what happens when he scores a goal. <laughs> How much he loves it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a. a the middle of the park, you'll have had you, I would imagine. Uh, we need a, I think we need a couple of warriors, you know. I've said that, I've said that. Uh, I think we need a couple of warriors. But anyway, uh, it remains to be seen. And it doesn't matter, we'll be there to support them. But it all happens on the pitch. It's the, it's the players. You, you need to find a way when you're having a bad day to win the game. Yep. You know? Yep. It's, what was Alec McLeish said? You've got to win, even if you win ugly, you know? Aye. Well, I, I, always, I always go back to the game, uh, the League Cup final against St Mern, where we could do it nine men, and Walter comes out, he's dug out a bit of hand and he comes down to the, the touchline. Walter won is the, the game that day. I know Kenny Miller scored the goal, but Walter won is that game that day. He directed traffic the full the full time that he stood in that thingy, stood in that touchline. And it was no way Rangers were losing the game, do you know what I mean? And that's that's the kind of mentality we need to get back. We don't need to play well every week. You know? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I just, when you look back to Walter, now, Celtic at that time, when Tommy Burns was their manager, they played some football. Ah. And they, they, they had the three up front, you know, Van Hoydonk, De Canio, and, uh, what was his name? George Cadetti. Right, with the three of them up front, they played some football. And, I mean, all fan games, you're going, hey, coming out of Park Gate, they're going, we won that one, nothing. You know what I mean? Right. They, they were playing some football, but there was a steeliness about the Rangers. Just what I said, you're not the better team on the day, but you find something to win the game, you know? Yeah. And that's what Walter gave to him, you know? That's yeah. what he was terrific. Great. Well, proves it. Um, people say he didn't win nine in a row. I, I did. He was there for nine in a row. As soon as he decided uh, Liverpool's a bigger club, that's up to him. Right. But, uh, that was a good thing that Murray actually did. Right, I'm not going to bring somebody in for the continent or a big name. You've got the job. Because you could see the, the, the standards of what Walter had, you know. Aye. Aye. And, and, and when you had players like who were you and me, then your supporters, Durant, McCoy, Ian Ferguson, you know, that helps a lot. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been fascinating talking to you. Again, That's huge, huge range of supporter. Huge range of supporter. It's been great to chat to you. Cheers, thanks for doing this. Good good luck with your your podcast, okay? Thanks.
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.